Mike, do you need a little snack? You're a little snack. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, whoa, you're recording right now? Oh, no. Before this gets weird and we have to hire an HR person, let's start talking about our topic today, the humble gummy bear. Is humble the right word? I'm not sure if it is, because according to an article we found, the non-chocolate chewy candy market pulled in a cool $4.83 billion last year in sales. $4.83 billion. Mm-hmm. Also, non-chocolate chewy candy market is my favorite industry phrase we've used in a while on the show. You've got to be very specific, you know? The NCCCM. That's not correct. I've got a quote for you from... Non-chocolate chewy candy yeah, market. No, but that's not it, right? Because usually these things become... Like, but that's not an actual... Anyway. Greg Guidotti, chief marketing officer for candy company Ferrara, said... Based on our consumer insights, we know candy lovers are always searching for multi-sensorial, multi-flavorful, and multi-texture experiences, and the gummy category can deliver on all three trends. I'm going to work multi-texture experiences into the next meeting I have to call into. And then you're going to definitely need that HR person. (laughs) Okay, back to gummy bears. All right, the gummy bear originated in... Germany. Way back in 1922, Hans Riegel Sr. got inspired by the trained bears seen at street festivities, which is terrible, and markets at the time when he invented the Dancing Bear, a small, affordable, fruit-flavored gum candy treat. So the gummy bear is 100 years old this year. Happy birthday. So you would think maybe that's why we're talking about gummy bears today, but it isn't. We'll get to that later on. Okay, he wasn't just your average run-of-the-mill candy person. In fact, he had founded the Haribo Candy Company just two years prior in 1920. He's the German Willy Wonka. Yeah, I guess so. The treat was a huge hit, survived two world wars, and eventually became the Gold Bears candy you can get at your local drugstore today. There you go. Mike, it's September. Mm -hmm. You know what that means? I do indeed. September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and for the fourth consecutive year, the Relay FM community is rallying together to support the life-saving mission of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, finding cures and saving children. We just talked about how the gummy bear is 100 years old this year, where St. Jude is 60 years old this year. It opened its doors in 1962, and since then they have grown in size and capability for one special reason— They believe that children all over the world deserve the same chance at survival. Treatments developed at St. Jude have helped increase the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. One in five children diagnosed in the U.S. uh, will not survive. And globally, the numbers are shockingly reversed with four in five children in some developing countries not surviving. Limited access to high-quality, affordable medicines and the financial burden of research and care are hallmarks of the childhood cancer challenge that many developing countries face. So, Mike, what are we going to do about this with our listeners? We're going to encourage them to donate by going to stjude.org slash relay. That's part one. So donate. Go donate some money. If you want to, this year, you can sign up to become a fundraiser yourself. So you can go out to your friends, your family, your loved ones. You could talk to your gummy bear collection. You could say, give us some money, and it'll go to St. Jude. You can set up your own fundraising page. And if you do, there are some wonderful incentives that we're able to give to people that are able to raise some money. All you have to do is raise $1, and you will get a limited edition Relay FM Challenge coin 
with uh, which is branded with the St. Jude info and all that kind of stuff for this year's campaign. So go to stjude.org slash relay. You can donate and you can sign up to fundraise. And don't forget to join us on September 16th at twitch.tv slash RelayFM. That's Friday, September 16th. Uh, from 12 to 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time for the fourth annual podcast-a-thon for St. Jude. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. And there's a Gummy Bears tie-in that you will see on that live show. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so once again, go to stjude.org slash relay to learn more and donate. This is really important to us. My oldest child is a childhood cancer survivor. His life was saved at St. Jude. It's why we do this, for not only for my kid and my family, but for the thousands of others each year that are impacted by this work. So let's cure childhood cancer together. It probably goes without saying, but gummy bears, not a nutritious snack. <laughs> if you're coming to this podcast for this information, you you need to broaden your worldview. Like if I've just surprised you now. Uh, in fact, most examples of gummy bears are made up of some kind of mixture of sugar, glucose, syrup, starch, flavoring, food coloring, citric acid, and gelatin. As you may imagine, some brands have carved out markets for themselves through selling gluten-free, organic, or vegetarian-friendly options. Not vegan, just vegetarian? Vegan. Vegan-friendly. Vegan-friendly. Oh, we'd, we make, we're changing it for the industry right now. <laughs> You may wonder why that last one's important. Why vegan-friendly? Well, gelatin. I'm going to say Stephen vegans know this, but if you don't, gelatin is often derived from beef, pork, or fish products. There are substitutes. Uh, yeah. Right? But then mm -hmm. it's not gelatin. It comes from the bones, Stephen. Oh, I know. I read the gelatin article, and then I closed the tab and went for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> Gummy bones. Gummy bones. Gummy bears are shaped into their delightful little shapes, through the use of something called a starch mogul. This is not somebody who's in charge of carbohydrates. <laughs> is this a... <laughs> it's the person who like fixes the like the corn prices. They're the starch mogul. <laughs> right? Like that's that. That's how that works. Uh, instead of that, they are basically small molds pressed into a tray of metal. The tray is then coated with powdered starch so the gummy bears don't get stuck to it. Then Hot gummy bear goo mm. is poured into the indentions and is allowed to cool. Just like the guts of the gummy bear, right? Yeah, you got to pour them in there. Most brands of gummy bears only shape the front, leaving its back perfectly flat and smooth. I had never thought of this until I read that. I went and looked at a gummy bear flat on the back. But that's true. Like we said, these aren't really a health food. They're basically just empty calories. But some brands have taken the gummy bear shape and turned them into gummy vitamins. If you're a parent, you know this well. Smart. A lot of vitamins for kids, you know, look like gummy candies. Gummy bears and other gummy candies stick to teeth and can lead to tooth decay and cavities. However, some have worked on adding the cavity vitamin additive xylitol to their mixes. Smart. A smart gummy work. It is. Got a real gummy genius over there. Mm -hmm. Bears aren't the only shape used by candy makers when it comes to gummy treats. Companies also make gummy babies, bottles, rings, frogs, sharks, worms, and more. It's really like a whole gummy ecosystem. <laughs> it is. Sharks really are the, at the top of the gummy food chain. <laughs> it's the circle of gummies. Before we wrap up today, mm -hmm. do you want to tell our listeners what you did that prompted you to bring gummy bears to this week's episode? Yeah, I will. And I'll include a link in the show notes where you can hear uh, the story. But I wanted some gummy bears. 
and it was you know late at night we've all done this where we're like out on uh out on amazon on our phones looking for stuff and i was like oh i want some gummy bears and uh on late at night you know as you do Mm -hmm. as you do as you do and i was like i'm gonna buy some gummy bears what i missed in my late night shopping is that i accidentally bought two five pound bags of gummy bears instead of just two bags that's what you wanted right two regular bags i was wanted like two regular snack bags of gummy bears and i as soon as the amazon person dropped the box off my front porch the box was huge and heavy i knew i'd made a mistake and i ended up with 10 pounds of gummy bears and uh so now it's kind of been a thing so now you know a little bit more about gummy bears don't put them on a salad or anything not not healthy saintgeo.org slash relay go there go donate go donate tune in for the podcast gummy bears will be in attendance right if you want to learn more about gummy bears in the meantime head on over to the website relay.fm slash ungeniused slash 158 there you can send us an email with your favorite weird topic on wikipedia it may go on our list for future episodes if you have a follow-up or show ideas you want to send us on twitter you can do that too the show is at ungeniused you can follow mike there as i-m-y-k-e and you can follow me on twitter as i-s-m-h Until next time we promote Tooth Decay, Mike, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, y'all.